0: Hey. Hi. <laughs> Hello again.
1: I didn't know that you had started. <laughs> I know, I just thought it would be spontaneous. I wasn't ready. That's okay. Um, so we're back for part two. Mm-hmm. And yeah, hopefully it's um, invigorating. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that I'm your host yeah, today. I guess Christy's the host. And <laughs> I'm the b- person getting interrogated by Christy. Yeah. Um, so... We were talking a little bit about um, if she had any questions for me from the last episode. Um, So, do you? (laughs) Just to put you on the spot.
0: Yeah. um, I guess I'm just wondering if there were certain things that you can think back on now that were maybe um, significant. (laughs) (laughs) My cat just fucking attacked me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, cats. Holy shit. (laughs) That's Um, scary. Okay, so okay, is there anything I'm looking back on that could what that that you think would be things that stick
0: out um, as reoccurring that like that would always bring you down back into a to a depression mm. depression.
1: Yeah, I think um, something that really stands out to me is when my friends would go away to college, and then when they would come back. Um we would be together for like so for the summer. They'd come back in the end of April after exams. We'd be together from April till like mid August, mm-hmm. end of August and and those were like happy freaking times. Um but I would say that probably come August 1st, I would probably start plummeting into my deep depression. Um it would like well, anticipating I, mean, that, no, I guess plummeting is the wrong word because plummeting kind of makes me, it, it kind of paints a picture of me doing right. it quickly. So it was over the course of about a month yeah. slowly that I would dip deeper into a depression. So what that looked like for me would be, um, so something that we would always like to do would be, we would like to go to the bars every Thursday, Friday and Saturday night bar stars. And I would definitely want to go, but I would be the one that drank the most. Yeah. Because I was upset. Um, and I guess um, when it came to things that weren't like bar related, like so, like lunches, or we would go to Boston Pizza a lot for dessert or for Appy's and stuff. And I would start withdrawing um, from from those things. And, and, or I would still go, but I'd be quieter. Yeah. Or uh, I'd be bitchier or whatever it would be. I would, it wouldn't be me. I wouldn't be me. And that usually would start about a month before they left to go back to school. In anticipation. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, nothing, I don't think anything that I could have said or done differently back then would would have helped. Like, it is what it is. Like, they were going to school. And so I felt like I just was one of those people that couldn't handle it. Right. So I actually wondered, when they came back from school, like, when your summer was just about to
0: begin, your summer of fun... Was there a period there where they were coming back that you would also feel kind of sad or whatever because of feeling um, like like if they came back with different like stories of college that you weren't a part of or anything? Like that, Did that ever affect you in any way? Like almost like jealousy? Yeah, of and like not being and you're not doing that. It's not your life. Um, just wondering if it was like a bit of a transition for when they came back for you as well, or if it was just good
1: right away there were as they as they got like further into their studies there were sometimes things that stick out that were kind of irritating to me um because even though they were amazing friends and they still are amazing friends um i sometimes i got the sense that i mean and and now i don't think this but yeah so so then i thought they were conceded sometimes and that they were showing off what they were learning in school and they were doing it in my face yeah because I wasn't going to school um <laughs> I won't get into specifics but uh I know now that they were just in a point of their life where they were excited about what they were learning and and rightfully so and, yeah. and I mean I can objectively look back and and I wish that I would have been happier for them then and Maybe ask them more questions. I know that I, I didn't want to ask them anything because I didn't want to hear all the good stuff that was going on. Luckily, there was no such thing as Facebook back then because I think that I probably would have taken my life. If you're watching them. Like, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. I, um, even right now, like I, I'm on Facebook, but only because of the podcasts and stuff. Otherwise I feel like I'm a pretty sensitive person and I don't like when I'm in a depressive state, I don't like going on Facebook because it hurts too much sometimes to see when other people are succeeding yeah, or having a great, great time in life, even though like I'm happy for them, I actually don't feel it in my brain. I could say I'm happy for that person for whatever reason, but I have no feelings of joy throughout my body whatsoever for that person. Mm-hmm. Just, just kind of guilt. Is that because I want to feel the I want to feel the joy that I'm thinking about but I don't feel is it. that
0: just when you're in a state of depression or when there's things going on for you or yeah. or like so if you're in a good place yourself, can you feel that joy
1: for other people oh, yeah, better? For, sure, for yeah. sure. But that's the thing, like that we were talking about in the last episode is that it it go it comes and goes quickly. Um, and because I haven't been like formally diagnosed with anything, sometimes I, I am led to believe that there is maybe a bipolar Element to it because um, I'm a completely different person sometimes, and it, it. So in the last 14, 15 months of my life, um, there have been people in my life that have been in my life and close to me for 15 years that saw that side to me last year that they had never seen before, yeah, and it. Shook them to the core and it surprised them in a way that they didn't understand who I was And I wasn't in a position to even like explain what I was going through because It's too exhausting sometimes Mm -hmm. Um, So Yeah, it it's it's definitely um, when I'm in that place So even like this time last year when you were moving into this house and it was a brand new house, I knew like deep down that I was excited for you, but I didn't want to come here, Mm -hmm. but I felt like an asshole.
0: (laughs) And I, and I think like sometimes, sometimes people aren't going to get that. And, and that's really hard when you encounter people who don't understand that, um, mm-hmm. and then you will encounter people that do get that, um, mm-hmm. and so I can say that I genuinely like knew that, like I knew that that's what was going on with you, and I didn't want to make you. F- I I knew that you probably felt bad about that, and I didn't want you to feel worse by me. Asking you questions or pushing you on it, too. Yeah. Like it's. And we kind of talked about that before, too. Like, what, like, how do you reach out to somebody? And and do you reach out when you know yeah. something's going on? But, like, sometimes you reach out, but only to a certain extent because you know that maybe that even reaching out is yeah. more than they need sometimes. Like, if that makes sense.
1: Well, it's... I didn't want
0: you to... I didn't want to keep pushing you
1: just and make because. you feel bad. Because everybody's different and because... This disease affects everybody in such a different way than the other person next to you. It's there's no like one size fits all yeah. like type of solution, so it can be very daunting to try to reach out to somebody that you know is dealing with something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually there's an article I'm gonna post it on my website. Um, But I'm going to try to find it while we talk, actually. Um, Anyway, there's an article that I found online in... I subscribe to this mental health, like, article type thing. They send me an article every day or every couple days. And it was the title of the article. It caught my eye. It was something to do with, um, like, what to do if someone in your life is suicidal. Mm Mm-hmm. And I it caught my eye obviously because it's quite an like a blunt um, title, but after reading it, I realized the word suicidal could easily be replaced with depressed. Right. Um, and it it had so much insight because there was so much stuff last year that I wish that I could have like relayed to. mom or to dad or to you or you know to anybody else in my life um but I just couldn't and I even so in August when I found this article I wanted to actually email it to every single person in the family that I talked to last year so that they could get a little bit of a glimpse into who I where I was coming from last year Mm -hmm. Um, because it was impossible for me to explain it for listeners um I just went through, a like, a really deep depression that lasted a year, like, almost exactly. And um, in the meantime, I had a full-time job, three children, and my husband was at school for a lot of that time. So, like, trying to get out of bed and trying to go to work and trying to be normal and trying to be, our, like, the children's cheerleader and, you know, feeling super alone in that time was... Pretty much, um, like it. It pretty much was the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, I'm just here. You you talk for a second while I try to find this thing. Sure. Um. Um. One one thing I'll say, like, not to get us completely off topic. I think this is
0: still in the same realm about what to do, like, how yeah. to reach out. Like, I think sometimes because I have dealt with depression in the past and I know how it affects me. And I like, and we kind of talked about this in in the podcast about me is I like to, um, I withdraw Mm -hmm. and I think that's a super common thing. Um, but I, but I like that because I, I actually, I work through stuff that way. Yeah. So when I encounter like a close friend or relative who is also withdrawing because of that, um, I don't, some people try to, to, to push them to come out and push them to, to do things, you know? Yeah. And, and I don't do that because I understand. Yeah. But then I'm like, is that, is that even helpful? Like, like sometimes I wonder if I'm not being helpful because I, because I'm coming from a place of totally getting where they're coming from. And I, and I kind of let them be. Yeah. And so I don't know if I'm actually hurting them or not. Um, and I, cause I'm, I'm coming from a place of, of thinking that I'm being helpful by being like, I get you. I'm not going to push you. But maybe that's not the best, and that's and that's where I kind of struggle sometimes. It's knowing whether or not to to make somebody not make them, but encourage them to to maybe come out to something if they're, you know, wanting to hermit. Because I would hate that, so I don't like to do it to
1: people, you know. Well, I know that like there's it's it's hard because when you're like I can't find the article but I'm going to find it and I will post it on the website um and I urge everybody to read it because it will give you tons of insight into um a depressed person's mental state and mm-hmm. how to be uh helpful mm-hmm. in their in their life so I'm going to post that later um anyway what was I saying before I even interrupted myself um about helpful.
0: Oh yeah, because I because I had said to you that I wasn't sure when when I knew you were going oh, through oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. What I, I wasn't really sure exactly what I just said now. Like I still I wasn't sure how much I wanted to reach out because I also didn't want if I knew that you like if I kept reaching out to you, and being like, hey, do you want to go for coffee or do you want to go for a walk yeah. or do you want to get together? Because I, I didn't want you to think I had forgotten about you or I wasn't thinking about you every yeah, day. Yeah. But then I also wanted to try to balance that with not doing that so much that you felt like you always were like, I have to say no again. Yeah. I have to say no again because I know what that feels like. So I think, I think I did this at one point and I sent the... you a message and I said, yeah, I don't want you to think I'm not thinking about you, Yeah. but I'm going to put this in your court because I don't want to be annoying. Yeah. Like, so I probably didn't say it exactly like that, but that's basically what I was saying. That's what
1: you're trying to say, yeah. And I know, and it's, it's, it's a, It's kind of a weird thing, too, because there was a time, um, there was a time where, last year, where I was sent home from work, I had, like, this breakdown at work where I just started crying and I couldn't control myself, and my boss said, like, you need the afternoon off, um, go home, Mm -hmm. but she was quite concerned about me and my, my state, excuse me, um, So she told me to text her later that night so that she would know that I was still alive. Mm -hmm. And another colleague said the same thing when I left. And so this is how this played out. So I left at 1 o'clock, quarter after 1 o'clock. And I went home. And I went right to bed. And I probably didn't sleep right away because I'm worried. I'm worried that I had to leave work. I'm worried about how that impacted everybody at work. I'm laying there guilty. And then I probably fell asleep in this like exhausted stupor, but only for 45 minutes because then the kids came home from work, um, mm-hmm. from school. So anyway, I completely forgot to text those two people from work because I'm busy being a mom and And not wanting to reach out to anybody because even picking up my phone and finding those people in the contacts and pressing compose and texting, it gets too much energy. Mm -hmm. And I wish people could understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't going to text them, so I didn't. And then I, I go to work the next, like that was on a Friday, so I go to work on Monday, three days later, and it was like, you didn't text me. Like you didn't text me yeah I wasn't gonna text you people go and knock on someone's door hmm like I could have killed myself yeah if I was gonna kill myself I would not have reached out and said hey by the way I'm killing myself right now FYI yeah um, so if you're worried about someone go to their house yeah Um, it's not like I was laying in my bed wishing for people to be knocking on my door because you know, you do want to be left alone. Um, but I think that I think certain people in your life are like, it's just okay. And you just need to do it because you need to have that team. You need to have that team on your, on your, on your team. Yeah. That group of people that will knock your door down because they don't give a shit. If you know, you haven't bathed in a week and your dishes are piled up to your ceiling, and, and whatever, um, they're just there. Yeah,
0: and I think it's good to talk about that, because for me, like I had said before, if I know what I feel comfortable with happening to me, and if I know that I would maybe not feel comfortable with people reaching out to me in a certain way, I'm more prone to not reach out in that way, too right because it, people do what they know and what they yeah. and what they prefer um, and it's sometimes hard to get into the trying to figure out what other people need and and be like maybe that's not not what I need but that's what they need um, but I think that it, it comes down to asking <laughs> like sometimes you can just ask what do you need
1: okay and so that's a good point and that's kind of what I was coming to like, I was thinking about this for a while And, um, I think for the person, yeah. So the person that's supposed to be in the helping position, um, yeah. Asking like, what do you need right now? Um, and then, you know, if, if that person says nothing probe again, like Mm -hmm. just say, well, you know, you're not really acting like Yourself or the person that I'm used to knowing, um, you know, and you can even say, like, I'm observing that you're blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, you know, do you need me to do this? I'll offer some things, you know, just be there, just be present. Yeah. Um, but the other thing, too, is I was going to say is that a person that is in a state, like, that's depressed, w- will not ask for help. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so, if, if like, you, you don't, don't even know how, what to ask for. We don't want to ask for help. Mm-hmm. We we can't even get there in mm-hmm. our brain. Our brains are so foggy. Like like just the thought of having to think <laughs> is overwhelming. So so even though you think you're being helpful and in, in saying like what do you need, sometimes you're not gonna get really an answer. But that doesn't mean that person doesn't need something. Mm-hmm. Just do something. Mm-hmm. Make them soup. Pour, like run them a bath, or like just light a candle, or like do something, like just yeah, give them a hug. I don't know. Flowers, like just yeah. a gesture of 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 love in some way, um, and then and then maybe that would be just enough for that person to actually open up and be like, dude, I don't need flowers, I need soup. <laughs> yeah, like, and I don't know. Like I, I have another friend that's in crisis right now, and um. Somebody I know suggested that she makes them a couple meals, like a freezer meals. And right away I was like thinking, hmm, that would have been nice if I had had freezer meals. Mm-hmm. And right when I was thinking that, she said, I should have done more for you. And then I kind of thought, well, maybe, but you didn't know what to do because I isolated myself. But then really, like, it's like, what else was I going to do? Yeah. Right, and it's like it's no one's fault. Yeah. So I think like so, getting back to what I was thinking about, <clears throat> I think like you know, people with other illnesses, like you have a, a plan of attack. You know, so like if you have diabetes, you have a plan. If this doesn't work, you do this, and if this is the, and you know if if the chemo doesn't work, then we do this. And, yeah. and so everybody like that has some sort of illness, has some sort of plan step one, step two, step three. And I think that it's important for people with depression um, or any other mental illness to have a plan as well. They can't make it when they're depressed. No. They have to make it when they you are... To be proactive. With, when they're good. And they have to make it with other people mm-hmm. so that when they, when they get to that point, when they're depressed and they can't ask for help, that their team just knows what to do.
0: Yeah. Because it's really hard, like... To be depressed. And it's also really hard to be the helper. Uh Uh-huh. And because sometimes you just... Like, we're human. So we don't always know what to do. And then you feel really bad later. Because you're like, I didn't know what to do. (laughs) like, And that guilty feeling about not knowing how to help somebody. Is really hard to live with too. And
1: I've been there as well. Yeah. When you care about somebody. All you want to do is help them. And and everybody's different yeah. so what you know what your friend might need or want would be completely different from what the other person might need or want um both are valid yeah and you just need to know but like you know you, you you don't know that person can't ask like what the hell are you supposed to do oh it's so hard and like
0: like any human you live off past experiences so like if you've dealt with one person you're like okay this didn't work this didn't work then when you're trying to help another new person So maybe you would just automatically not try certain things because you're like, it didn't work with the last person. Um, And I'm speaking from experience right now because I've dealt with several different friends and and such that very different, needed very different things. Mm -hmm. And I, I like to think of that. I am good at helping, but then I felt later on in hindsight, I was like, I wasn't good at helping them. And that makes me feel sad. (laughs) Because if you want to help people, it really sucks when you don't.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, totally.
0: But I think the only way that we get better at helping is to talk like this. Yeah. And then show support for those people, like, not only who are going through it, but who are helping people because that's a hard job.
1: Yeah, and and I think, like, you just need to err on the side of, like, do what you can and you can always apologize, yeah, so like if you if you feel like maybe you overstepped a boundary, you know by giving someone a hug that was unsolicited or something, you can say, like I'm really sorry, I just thought you could really use a hug, like I think it's better to do something, a kind gesture and then then not do anything at all or not yeah. not acknowledge it and And I've really tried to lead by example, in that if I cry, I don't apologize anymore, yeah. Um, there, so there's, yeah, there's certain things that I've learned in the last few years about having depression and being in therapy for so long is that there's no reason to really apologize for crying and for having emotions and, um, and also just to, to really just listen to other people and, and ask questions. And it's not because you're being ignorant it's it's because you just don't want to be you really don't (laughs) want to be and you you really just want to get to know that person and you have to ask the questions because you can't just assume that everybody's the same yeah and when you read about depression on wikipedia or Mm -hmm. you know google or whatever it is you're reading um there's a paragraph about it but that doesn't begin to explain like the symptoms that that you actually experience, and uh, we we have a new listener,
0: <laughs> or a new person contributing. Hi. <laughs> He's
1: the silent contributor. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had something that I was
0: going to ask you after. <laughs> We're having a silent walk-by. After the intruder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I feel like we could talk about... Actually, I, I don't want to like stop anything that's a good conversation. Um, Weird. But I feel like we could talk about this as a whole episode. Yeah. Like, really. Um, but I wanted to bring it okay, back. Okay, we'll write that down. I, okay, I will. Here. Here. Write it down. I will. And then um, I'll just continue with something that I wanted to say. What am I writing?
1: You're writing. Oh, down. yeah. Helping. Helping. <laughs> cool. Um, How to get the conversation started.
0: Yeah. So, no, I wanted to bring it back to something else. Um. Back to you, because that's kind of what we're supposed to be talking about.
1: Oh, yeah. That's the title. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I'm just wondering, um, when you were thinking about starting a family like so pre-children was did you have any thoughts about like what that would be like how that would be for you having kids and like being somebody that has had <clears throat> depression in the past like if if you had thought about like what would this be like
1: as a parent i did think about it and i really didn't want kids because, not that I didn't think I would be able to handle them, but because I didn't want them to go through what I was feeling at that time. Like having to walk to counseling after school. Yeah. While all my friends were like piling into a car to go and hang out. I was going to counseling. <laughs> Stuff like that. Like, you, just, like, did you, you just, you think about like, you just feel different.
0: What? Did you think about ever, like, mom's experiences and, like...
1: Um... Or pro- not Not so much? Probably... I probably did, but probably not in the same way that I would now. Like, I probably thought, that's really shitty for mom ha- having to pick me up from counseling every Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and probably shitty for her to have to deal with my attitude and my mood swings. Um... But really, I was more thinking about how I was feeling and how I don't want any other human being to ever feel this way ever. Mm -hmm. So why would I bring more human beings into the world that could very well feel this way? And if I'm fucked up, how am I supposed to help them?
0: Yeah, and I think we know that we come from a family that definitely has, like, depression and anxiety, like... I think every, every family does because it's, you know, so common. Yeah, it's pretty common. Um, but we definitely do. And, and, you know, you and I both do. And our mother has. And, and so you probably were feeling that way because, and rightly so.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, there's no way that any baby born by me would, be, would not have depression. And, uh, yeah, so I was pretty set on, like, not having kids. And, um, and then of course that changed over time and, uh, but, but I do have one child that has anxiety and she's just a child, you know, and I saw the signs in her right away. And like, so, so the good, the good part about having had it Mm -hmm. is that I was able to recognize the signs at an early age, Yeah, jumped all over that um got her some counseling, got her an assessment, got a diagnosis. You know, there's there's so much that we've done for her already at such a young age that she's like so far ahead of like oh, where where I yeah. am now even sometimes I think. So so yeah, I'm not I'm not worried. And so I think that you no, know, for something that I was I was so worried about not not being able to handle kids um or passing along this shitty gene. Um, but I rocked it yeah. because of what I went through and what I'm going through now. Like I think that be- because of the, who I am, I was able to get her the help that she needed at a young age and, and it's going to just benefit her from here on out. And I feel really good about it. So when I was saying before, like everything happens for a reason, maybe that's just another perk, you know, like if you've had it, you know the signs. You know what to look for. You know how to relate better to your children, mm-hmm. which in turn will give them a better outlook in life. Because if you can relate to them at age eleven, mm-hmm. um, and with the, the depression stuff, and and get and get that figured out, and know how to communicate about it at such an early age, then you're just like, you're okay. It's you're huge. golden. Well, yeah. Because such a you're huge golden. part of
0: that is that when you're going through depression and not having not feeling like you have people that understand you. So if you have that as a kid, mm-hmm. you have a parent that does, that can make all the difference mm-hmm. in the world.
1: I remember, like, there were stories about grandma, like, you know, spending quite a few long time in bed and stuff when mom was growing up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, that's the image that I conjure up in my mind quite often when I go through my stuff and I can't i can't get out of bed yeah and um i instantly feel guilty about it yeah i wonder what that sounds like i wonder if it sounds like um like peeing in the like background like the or Is it? <laughs> or does it sound like just a sink tap <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out i guess we'll find out <laughs> sorry It's okay it's okay I'll just do it again, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. Um, what was I saying? Before yeah, the, the monster the, pee?
0: That you were, um, you conjure up that same image for yourself. Oh, you yeah.
1: Yeah, and so, you know, like, it. sometimes it's not enough to get me out of bed, like, the yeah. guilt or whatever, but... But I do feel like okay, so I'm doing the exact same thing my grandma did. So it's it's a it's definitely a hereditary thing. Like mm-hmm. it affects you the same way. It's just you can't you just can't, and you want to like you want to get out of bed. You want to be around your family and and be involved in raising them. And you know, and they're just little, and they and I don't want them to see someone that they respect and they look up to, to be so broken. Um, But on the other hand, we've been able to use it, I think, to our family's advantage. So, like, I have kids that are very um, accepting of it. Mm -hmm. And actually, just the other night, we had a family meeting about sad. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, we have a sad lamp. And we wanted, and so like, we've noticed that the kids always get into a rut, usually around when we had to change our stupid clocks back. Yeah. And yeah, they just get into a rut. Like they don't sleep well. They want to watch more TV than usual. They don't want to eat properly, um, whatever properly is. And so the other day we just sat down with them and we're like, okay, we have a sad lamp. We're going to do this. Mm -hmm. We're going to, we're going to do this as a family, sit in front of the lamp. We're going to. Try to get this amount of walks in during the weekend while it's light out. And we asked them what kind of things they think that they would want to do to get out of their slump. And so we were pretty, like, open about what sad is. Yeah. Um, And even our youngest, you know, like, Arlie that's six and a half, like, she needs to know what this is. Yeah, so you're trying to, like, raise a generation of more aware humans. Yeah. Because it affects everybody. You can be six. And, and that's can, nice. And you can be depressed when you're six, especially when you live in the Yukon. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's dark here all the time.
0: And and then that way, like they'll only, they'll only continue to have that knowledge as they get older. And then that's the goal, right? Is to have a whole bunch of people who understand what this is about so that it's so understood.
1: Yeah. Because depressed people... Mm-hmm. Do not have the energy to explain it to everybody when they're depressed, and
0: no, because you're 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 living it, and yeah. so explaining it is just living it times a hundred, and and like yeah,
1: I I think like to sum it up like when I when I think about what it was like to be at the lowest low, I remember like. No matter where I was, if if I was at work and I was sitting at my desk, or if I was in my van driving wherever I was driving, or if I was laying in bed, or in the bath, or in the shower, or whatever, eating dinner at the table, I'd be thinking about how every little thing, every single little thing is too hard, Mm -hmm. and I just want someone to do it all for me. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do anything Yeah. at all I don't want to even lift this fork to put food in my mouth I want someone to eat for me pee for me wash my hair for me kiss my kids for me be like I want to feel all the good feelings that all that is happening but I just can't but I want to like yeah that's exactly what it's like it's like you're stuck in in an alternate universe and you're looking at your world from out like from there's like a glass window or something between Mm -hmm. you and your life the life that you should have or whatever I don't know it's, and the whole time, it's your brain. It's your brain tricking you. Yeah. And whether you are aware of that at the time or not, you can't do a, like a single thing no. about it.
0: No, and it's just like, you're exhausted and heavy. Yeah. Um, and when someone asks what they can do, you say, if you can make it just stop, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's nothing else that you need. You don't... You don't... Like, that you can say. Like, you're like, I don't want this or this
1: or this. Like, I just want this to not be this way. And, like, people with anxiety as well. If you ask someone with anxiety and depression what you can do to help, that gives them anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because... now you have to, like, use your brain. Well, there's also, like... And think and articulate. I don't know. If, like, it might be different for everybody else, but for myself... Lots of the times, like the reason why my anxiety is worse when I'm depressed is because when I'm depressed, I can't do a single thing like I can't do laundry, I can't do dishes, I can't keep up with my floors i can't I can't do anything mm-hmm. um my house falls apart, and I'm just doing the bare minimum I'm feeding my children, I'm giving them hugs and kisses, I'm bathing them, everything's for them, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm trying to do what I need to do at work or whatever. But the housework falls for sure that right the through first the, thing that goes. like right through the crack, like give yeah. right up um, but so so because I'm watching piles of laundry and piles of dishes and piles mm-hmm. of paper and piles of like clutter and this and that pile up, and I realize, oh my God, I haven't walked my dogs in three days, I'm so behind in life, my finances might be a mess. I don't even want to look at my bank account like stuff like that um I just. I, I don't want anyone to try to even help or like Mm -hmm. to, to come into like that world. Yeah. Like if so, I don't want to begin to say, oh yeah, the laundry needs to be done because it's so like, I have so much anxiety about it because I, um, have to, because I have anxiety, I have a way of doing things too. So I have that sense of control that I need to all of a sudden give up. Because I'm in this state and someone else is stepping in to help me.
0: Well, yeah. And then you're like, the, the how tired you are to even think about all those things. Plus, you're like, okay, you can't help me anyways because now I'm going to have to tell you how I need to have it done. And then, like and It's just like, you, you just go, no, never mind. No.
1: Yeah. No, we're good. Yeah. But it's not. But it's not good. And so it's like, where's that fine line between me just accepting what I can get and and people understanding that I might be bitchy at the moment about the help I'm getting, but I am deep down grateful about anything that I'm receiving. Yeah, you know, like
0: I think like, it, it's
1: just fucked. Like it, it, unless we talk about it, and unless we actually lay out what works for me and what works for you in these times, we're always going to be confused. So I think it's like beneficial, like when you're feeling good, try to reflect back to a time you're feeling your worst and be like, okay, what, what would have really helped then? Even if it was just a tiny little bitty thing, what would have helped a bit? What would have relieved a little bit of whatever, whether it was guilt or sadness or stress or grief or whatever it may be, all of them. And write out a plan. And why not give it to your family? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, if you are wearing a medic bracelet... People need to know. It's, it's because yeah. you need people to know what you need in a time of crisis. And falling into a deep depression is a time of crisis. And people need to, to see it the same way. Because the people that are depressed cannot call out for help in the same way. No, and as a helper, I actually super appreciate having a plan. Yeah. Like
0: will you go into a hospital now with a birth plan? Why yeah, why like, don't you have a plan? I would super appreciate that and 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 I can think of a lot of instances in the past where it would have been really awesome to know what I what would
1: be the best thing for me to do. Yeah. Because like we said before, it's it's not like everyone's different, right? So, it it just depends on the situation. It depends on the people. I would have loved to have not have had to cook last year at all, mm-hmm. or like come up with meals. Um, I probably would have loved to have the kids taken away from the house a little bit more, because a I could not be fun, mm-hmm. um, and be like I just I didn't want them to see me sad
0: but you were and there was and you couldn't not be so yeah yeah well we're right we're we're writing a plan right now <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah like there's there's just certain things and that... yeah
0: and it totally depends on the person and their circumstances
1: obviously and I and like I want to just point out too, like that's also the same for every other illness. Yeah, it's not different. It's not a unique thing. No, it's it's you know everybody's everybody's illnesses are different.
0: So, because what comes to mind right now for me is when our mom was going through chemo, and she had an aunt that was making food for her, and. And, um, same with mom making food for her sister when Mm -hmm. her sister was ill, not every day, but she had a plan in certain days that she was going to bring food over there. Mm -hmm. And that was awesome. And like that, and that totally was necessary for that, but it doesn't mean that it's only for that. Like that could have worked, that can work in other circumstances too. Yeah. And I don't think people need to feel bad that maybe they didn't think of that at first. No, no. But we are talking about that now. So anyone who's listening to that can maybe have that insight now. Yeah. Myself included. <laughs> that that's something that someone might want. Because that might be something
1: that they just can't do. Totally. Yeah. And uh yeah, I just, I um, just want to like shout out to those people that are struggling to that you're pretty brave. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if a lot of like mental illness patients get called brave a lot as, as, as often as other types of patients do. But, um, it's a pretty shitty thing to live day in and day out with. So good for you. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Um, but, and for the caregivers too, like it's exhausting. Um, depressed people know that we're depressed we're like exhausting to be around too. And I think that's kind of like where, when people don't ask for help, it's probably coming from that. Oh yeah. They don't, they don't want to make people feel, we know we're exhausting. Like yeah. if, if you watch Winnie the Pooh and you like watch Eeyore.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, like it, it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like just smile. Yeah. But it's not. It's talk faster. Just smile. Like, <laughs> but yes, um, I seriously think that every single character in Winnie the Pooh has a mental illness. Yes. <laughs> like I think it, I think that's what it's based off, yeah. of Really, right? Yeah. There's ADHD. There's yeah. narcissism. There's um, OCD. There's totally yeah. Um, addiction. There's yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a totally other episode. We can talk about Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Christopher Robin that had schizophrenia and <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Voices, yeah, um anyway, so yeah, having kids was quite a big decision, and then um it turns out that because of all the stuff that I had dealt with, like I rocked that, like you know seeing this seeing the signs, being able to advocate for her mm-hmm. um, being able to make appointments with tons and tons of doctors to get where I wanted to get because. It's really hard to navigate the mental health system, mm-hmm. especially when you have a child. And, um, but you can do it.
0: Yeah, and I think it's like
1: it's no, hard. No
0: regrets because even if you know you passed a gene along or whatever, not only does she have a mom who understands it and was able to deal with that, um, but like she doesn't have. Um, like, a like a less rich life. Like it's you know you can see that you're like there's people can function with this disease. Yeah, and and there's no reason to have not had her. Exactly. So yeah, I mean when you when you don't have kids yet and you're thinking about that, it can yeah it can feel really daunting.
1: But, but I'm definitely not one to say like, don't have them because you have depression because for sure, because I'm as, as you know, time goes on. And as we talk about this more, like when we can't function, like we can't, but when we can, we sure as hell can mm-hmm. and we will. And, um, yeah, like just the key to all of this is knowledge and communication so, the more you know about it, and the more we talk about it, and the more we accept it, and the more we're just open about it, it's not going to be a big deal. Yeah, the easier it will be. Let's let's make it not a big deal. Yeah. Let's normalize it, because people that are in the middle of a depression right now aren't going to ask for help, but maybe one day they will.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like... Because if, it'll just
0: be such an easily talked about subject that they can just say, like, hey, this is happening.
1: And people will be like, oh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> like, you know when you pass somebody on the street and you're like, hey, how's it going? And you're like, good, how are you? And they're like, good. And you keep walking. Mm-hmm. Super fake. Mm-hmm. So, So now, like, when I'm at work and my colleagues come in and they're like, Hey, how are you? And I say like... Shitty. like, well, I've actually been better. (laughs) I woke up at like 4 o'clock in the morning with insomnia. And um, I couldn't really stop thinking about, you know, such and such. And it's not that I need to cry on someone's shoulder. And it's not that I, you know, want someone to feel sorry for me. It's... And so it could be that quick. It could be that quick. Like saying like those two things, those two points. And then them being like, oh, Really? And I'm like, yeah. How was your night? And I and I quickly can turn it around and ask them something, but I'm not going to be like, good, because I just feel like that's such a superficial thing to say. Yeah, and it's not real and it's not legit. It's not authentic. It's not. It's not anything. It's a stupid waste of time. I have I have another friend like, who who why ask that came to this realization in their self where they were going to stop doing that too,
0: because <laughs> they because they were so sick of saying good when it wasn't good, mm-hmm. and they were. Basically, trying to show people that like if if you're gonna ask that question, you better be ready to listen to my answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: totally. <laughs> so they did
0: the same thing. So and and it, and it's funny because I mean, I'm not gonna say like I mean, especially when yeah. you don't see anyone or yeah. someone for a long time, and it's just so natural. You say like, "How's it going?" Yeah, like, and, and that's a so, and, yeah,
1: and that is a socially acceptable. And you're thing. not and really we're not asking change that. Yeah, right? you're not
0: really asking how it's going. Yeah, but it's pretty funny to
1: say shitty. Yeah. To somebody that you haven't seen in it, ten it catches it catches years, them, it, ca- it catches them <laughs> off guard. Like never been worse. Yeah, never. And you're like, oh, like.
0: <laughs> and, and so yeah, I do. I do have a friend who's who's trying to exercise that as as a way of her of awareness. And I mean, I don't. I think that in some sometimes that works really well. Like so,
1: someone you know, like yeah, yeah. But, well, like, yeah. so there's there's been a few, like, okay, I look at tons of times, like, tons, because <laughs> um, I I'm the admin assistant, right? So I'm sitting at the front desk all the time, and and all my friends come in for work and they sign in, and uh, they always go like, oh, good morning, and I'm like, oh, good morning, and if I'm in a good mood, I'll be like, oh, good morning, how are you? And they'll be like, well, one one person in particular, they'll be like, ah, good. And I'll be like, Oh, I don't believe you. (laughs) And then she'll stand there and she'll like rant for like five minutes about, you know, this and that and whatever. Um, and we'll have a, you know, a little laugh about whatever. And then, and then she's good, you know, but I called her on. I was like, no, I don't believe you. Yeah. Like, don't just say the superficial. Oh, I'm okay. It's like, no, that's bullshit. That's, Take five minutes, talk about what's wrong, and then yeah. we'll send you on your way, you're laughing, you're good. And I think that's because people don't think that people want to and hear And it's like, it. I do want to hear. Yeah. I, like, I, I do, I do want to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I just, I just feel like I am asking because I genuinely want to know. Yeah. And if you don't want to know, don't freaking ask. Yeah. Well, there's, because t- I want yeah. people to feel like they can say I'm not doing well this morning. I drove to work in tears. I need some help. Yeah, I want people to be able to say that. I don't want everyone to say that because I want people to be happy. Damn it! But if that's but if that's 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 your if that's if that's your reality, I want you to be able to say that. (laughs) Like there's, I work in the most supportive place on earth, and like the other day, I heard something on the radio, and I was really sad about it. Um, Our Our counseling place here that's non-profit Mm went on strike and I was like super upset about it and so I was in tears and because like in my line of work when I'm the admin assistant at the child development center I get a lot of calls for for kids that have moved on to school now and we don't help kids that are school age so when they're having like mental health issues and they're school age I really don't have anywhere to refer them except for this one Except place. Many Rivers. And yeah. they went on strike. And so I was really upset because I'm like, what do we do now? And, and I go there and my life would be completely different if it hadn't been for them. And why don't we help the people that help people? Yeah. And so I was like super freaking upset. And people were coming in for work and I was sitting there and they're like, how's it going? I'm like, I'm shitty. Yeah. And like, Many Rivers is closing. Like, they're on strike. And, you know, and I was mad. And, but I, I feel like you know what, I am worth that one or two minutes of someone else's time that I can be honest with them. Mm-hmm. And if they do not want to hear that, then they won't ask me next time. But yeah. I'm going to try to get them to listen to me, and I'm going like, to reach out like yeah. in that one little minute. I'm not going to be fake anymore. I'm going to be like, you know what, I'm shitty because of this. Yeah. And if you don't want to hear it, then uh, then you just move along. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's it's just... It's really interesting like how people tiptoe around people when they know someone's upset but they don't know how to act because Mm -hmm. and and it's those and it's usually those people that are legitimately the ones that want to help too. Yeah. Or they don't know that they'd
0: be able to so they don't want to get into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um,
0: Are you going to tell people about the comments section on Anchor
1: if you're listening on Anchor? Oh yeah, so I guess you have to now. (laughs) How do how do I word this? We have a if if you have the Anchor um, app, yeah. If you're listening to the podcast, yeah. If you're listening to the podcast on Anchor app, there is a section where you can record a um, your own voice, like like a question or a comment, and send it to our podcast. Um, It gets locked into the queue. We listen to it, and so if you have any questions, then we can play it on a future episode. And we tested this, so if you ask a question, if you record a question, it doesn't go live to everybody to listen,
0: because that was my fear. Yeah, I um, know. But ju- it no, just... it's like this little area when you're actually actively listening to a podcast on Anchor. I don't know. It might. It, if you're listening to it on a different app, it might work too. I don't know. I'm not sure. But on the Anchor app specifically, there's this little thing that says comment, and if you press it, yeah, you can record like a question, and then it can be listened to by Jenny.
1: Yeah, if you have any any questions or comments about the show um feel free to use this feature and then hopefully we'll be able to get a show where we can play it on um on the air so that would be awesome
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but yeah so i just i'm glad that i had the opportunity to talk a little bit about my background um i think it's important for our listeners to know a little bit about who they're listening to <laughs> yeah and uh yeah, it's it's just a nice a nice way to get um people to know a little bit more about me and where I'm coming from when I talk about um mental illness and
0: why you're interested in doing this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't want people to feel isolated and alone anymore and um yeah, so I hope that this is going to help you guys a little bit. Um feel free to um question or comment on our Website that's the gray com. and our email address, which is the gray at gmail or the gray podcast at Gmail.com. Yeah, the gray at Gmail.com. And yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks, Christy, for having me in your quiet house. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you need a place to come to you. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'll probably move in then in the next (laughs) day or two. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you guys soon on the flip side. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.